just Jimmy. He's just a G-Lie B-Lie. No. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 14 of Fear Frequency. I am your host, Jimmy Champagne, and with me today is George Frazard. What's up, going, dude? dude? Good. Uh, How you been? Nothing. We have to redo this. Yeah. Now we'll leave it. Let's just leave it. Whatever. So, so, but we got some good horror news this week. It's good to be back. Uh, we're going to start right out with a red alert. We got some new Halloween news, obviously, because the movie's coming out this year. I, I hope we can have something new to talk about every week. Like, how cool would that be? It'll be like the new Stephen King's It or Stranger Things for us. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. I know we had a lot to say about it last week, too. So it, it's definitely a cool topic to talk about. I know you and I both are pretty big fan of the franchise. So All right. So we've got two news stories this week. The first one is another casting alert. So basically, Rob Knighter, who's a big bodybuilder, he's joining the cast as a member of the Warren County Sheriff's Department. And also Ryan Rees, who's a British actress, she's playing a character named Dana. So I think it's kind of cool that they're casting uh, Niter as a police officer because the police officer is kind of like a big part of basically every Halloween movie. Yeah, I mean, if you look at even Halloween 4, I think it is, when uh, Loomis has to recruit all the people in the town to be the new police force because the whole team gets murdered except for the sheriff. Right, and uh, I like the one... What's the one where... I think it's 4 where Rachel gets cheated on yeah, the, that's four. By the girl's dad is the cop, and then mm-hmm. Michael Myers stabs the dude with the gun. <laughs> yep, that is four. I know people think that's dumb, but I like when I was a kid and I was watching that on AMC Fear Fest. I thought that was fucking like so cool. <laughs> I mean, stabbing I like, with a gun—that's a very unique kill. You don't see that every day. Adult-minded people think he doesn't know how to shoot a gun. I guess, which is not how I took it. I feel like he knows how to shoot a gun, but it's like him proving that he doesn't need to to kill this kid with it i thought that was cool i just always thought that was awesome uh, i'm kind of on the other side of the fence with that but i digress yeah, well you're a big idiot so <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> so then ryan, ryan reese character dana so here's my like kind of pie in the sky theory on this one uh she's british so mm-hmm. why the hell would she be near like illinois or anything like that i think she's gonna be the replacement for dr loomis since you know donald pleasance is dead and they need a doctor i think michael myers after the first movie this is my other theory got taken back to the sanatorium uh based on our next story and i think she's gonna be the replacement for dr loomis like she's been taking care of him for the past like 40 years she's a new like psychiatrist his new caretaker I, I believe that. I think that's a completely plausible route for that character. It, it would be cool to see someone taking up the reins, but it's big shoes to fill after Donald yeah. Pleasance, you know. So, I mean, it's kind of like a, if she does well, then cool. If not, it's like, well, it's kind of too big to too big to live up to in some respects. Yeah, and once again, though, these are like people that we don't know about. These are all like new kind of like no-name actors which once again i don't know it feels like they're doing it on purpose which is good but i just don't know i gotta see these people on the on on the big screen i guess yeah uh i mean there's no no reason to doubt their acting talents but there's really no way to back up their talents either so it's it's like yeah you know what are we supposed to do yeah yeah all right next up we got another cool story it's more casting news but it kind of also reveals a location for this movie that backs up my theory about dana uh basically project casting there's a posting on there where they're seeking actors to play criminally insane patients for the shoot and they need one african-american and hispanic male so if you hit the bill you can go over to bloody disgusting and fill out the the link that they have linked in their story but basically they need criminally insane people so i think that's pretty much proof that this is going to go back to the sanatorium yeah i think that's actually really cool if if they were filming anywhere near me i would definitely love to be an extra as a someone in the sanatorium i think that'd be such a cool role yeah for just like a no name like like (laughs) even if it was bad it doesn't matter you get to be in a halloween movie right like imagine you could do almost like a recreation of the scene from one where you're just wandering around in the rain in the middle of the night, <laughs> like 50 other people. Yeah. That That'd would be, be awesome. awesome. That's really creepy part. I always yeah. thought that was really creepy. That's 
you know, a great setup for the movie. And, I mean, going back there just sets up, you know, even more cool uh, ways that they can implement all these, you know, criminally insane people. Because it's really, Haddonfield is not too far away from a lot of criminally insane people. Yeah, <laughs> good point. And then finally, <laughs> Will Patton has joined the cast. He's from Armageddon. He's going to be a cop. So that, that's a big name. Actually, so there we yeah. go. We got one giant name. So well, two if you count uh, Jamie Lee. Yeah, Kel- my girlfriend Kelsey sat next to her at breakfast the other day at a restaurant, and I told her to ask some for some Halloween dirt. If she <laughs> wouldn't do it. So that well, was a bummer. I'm, I'm sure she wouldn't give up anything anyway, yeah. even, <laughs> even if she did ask her. No, Kelsey's Kelsey messed up. We're gonna <laughs> talk about this. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's the update on Halloween. Yeah, I think some, some pretty good news. Yeah, I think it's mostly promising. You know, cool to come back to the sanatorium. Got a couple more. We know the cast is routed out a little bit more. A couple cops, possibly a psychiatrist. Interesting, cool stuff. Yeah. So next up, we have some more news from a movie that I don't think either of us are expecting to be amazing. Uh, Devil's Rejects is rumored to be shooting in March. Bloody disgusting reports. Uh, so, once again, we're going to bring up the age-old question of how were the Firefly, Firefly family alive? Because they die at the end of the first movie. I mean, I guess one way you could do it is that they didn't actually die or something. You could have have them be revived by uh, an occult gathering. <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. That'd yeah. be the, That'd be the best way, in my opinion. Yeah, I like cults. We've talked about this yeah. before. We, we could also like, we're both cult fans. It could also be <laughs> like an offshoot, like one of the stories that happened in between yeah. Thousand Corpses and uh, Devil's Rejects. It kind of has to be, right? Yeah. I'm not going to be extra dumb about it. Yeah, it kind of has to be. But I don't know. It's weird when you do things like that because they wrote a lot of the history into those movies already. Like there's yeah. already like a pretty tight series of events not that you couldn't just shoehorn one in but it just seems like i don't know is anyone really asking for this movie no and that's the problem i like rob zombie i think he's like a cool guy and there's like tons of stories out there about how dope he is as a person but like i don't know man i just i don't think going back to this movie is what's going to magically help him make a good one again you know just make a new movie yeah Stop going back to these characters. Make like, new serial killers. I mean, I didn't see, uh, what was this, 31 was the most recent movie I did. did. It is bad. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see 31, but uh, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that like most people believe that Thousand Corpses and uh, Devil's Rejects are probably like his two best. So I think he's just you know trying to keep going back to that well and maybe get some more inspiration out of that. So, I mean, yeah. I don't blame him for it, but at the same time, it's like... I I, she was doing I don't else. know what more can you do with this like small franchise. All right, so we got an extra rumor here, and Bloody Disgusting is reporting that he's negotiating with Sabin Films and Lionsgate to release the sequel in theaters on VOD and on home video, and that just kind of makes sense because that's how he released the crowdfunded movie he made, Thirty One, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think there's any implications there. Just felt like information we should share to the listeners yeah i think it'd be pretty shocking if it was a full theatrical release honestly yeah because 31 wasn't i think it made it to a few theaters but i don't think it was a big thing yeah and i feel like at this point in his career after halloween 1 halloween 2 and 31 it'd be kind of hard for him to find anyone to back this movie i think I think the first Halloween remake did okay in theaters. Yeah. But I think the sequel did not. So, I yeah, don't know. me neither. <laughs> it's, I mean, not that I don't like the guy, but it's just, it's hard to get fund him with the amount of money it would take to put this movie in theaters when I don't even know if anyone's going to want to see it when it comes out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, we're going to move right on from that because I'm sick of talking about it already. <laughs> We've only talked <laughs> about it twice. So, but we got some big news, baby. FX has ordered what we do in the Shadows series pilot from your boys, Taika Waititi and Jermaine, Jermaine Clement from mm-hmm. Flight of the Concords. Hell yeah. And I am so stoked, dude. <laughs> I'm so excited. This movie is great. It's so funny and just a lot of fun all the way around. 
and Taika Waititi is a golden boy. Yeah, I hadn't, I haven't seen the movie, but I'm a big Flight of the Concords fan, and I loved uh, Thor Ragnarok, which was written directed by Taika Waititi. So I have it is a, the same kind of humor. Yeah, I have a lot of a lot of faith in that, just based on Taika Waititi alone. Big bummer, though. Thor leaked because of iTunes, and it is getting torrented like crazy. That does suck. Because that is actually one of the better superhero movies to come out recently. And it'd be, obviously, the more people that buy it, the better. Yeah, and it sucks because Chris Hemsworth's contracts are up now that he's done with Avengers 4 filming. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I want to extend it to make two more Thor movies. Right. Like, because he feels like he got robbed with the first two. And then the third one being basically a reinvention, so it's like the first movie in a trilogy. Yeah, and there's they added a lot of characters in the new Thor that could be yeah. like expanded upon in a meaningful way. Yeah, they way. like remade Heimdall completely because right. he was in both movies. He was awesome. Valkyrie's really cool. Like Jeff Goldblum's awesome. Keep the Hulk in there. Just a bunch of cool people. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of you know they even like expanded the universe in big ways where they have all these crazy new planets now where people are doing like all these crazy stuff. It's like, yeah. you know, Thor's on the ship, he can fly anywhere. It's like, the the possibilities are really endless for that character by the end of that movie. So it's like, you know, to end yeah. it this prematurely seems like a waste. I agree. And also, so there's, so there's like a universe going on here. They're working on a sequel to What We Do in the Shadows, the movie called Werewolves. Okay. <laughs> About werewolves, obviously. <laughs> and they're doing a spinoff. Uh, series in New Zealand called Wellington Paranormal, which are like the cops who are in the film for like a couple seconds, you know? So this is this is just really cool. I like him a lot. I just so, like Taika Waititi. So is this just like a supposed to be universe building for this like Taika Waititi, what we do in the Shadows universe? Like are all these yeah. three going to be connected? Yeah. That's kind of cool. I like that. Well, the cops from Wellington Paranormal, they're like they're in what we do in the Shadows and then <laughs> the sequel... It's called a sequel, We're Wolves. So, yeah. hey, <laughs> I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Are they going to... Oh, they are the stars. The stars and the writers. Yeah, they're getting, like, everyone back. Wow. Like, Normally you don't get that cast. for, like, a TV series. Like, remember when yes. they did uh, the Limitless show and Bradley Cooper was in <laughs> yeah. it for, like, the first <laughs> episode? And he would come up, like, sporadically? Hey, guys, I'm real smart. Right. And, and that's kind of what they're doing with that new... Did you hear about the... The, the Continental, the new John Wick show. Yeah, he's just going to pop up every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, like Keanu will just show up and be like, hey, and then leave. I'm not back. <laughs> yeah. And so some episodes he'll be like, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is actually cool, though, that they have, like, the real full cast to do a TV show like this. That's pretty yeah. unprecedented. So this FX one, the only thing I hope is that it's not just, like, a retelling of the first move of the movie you know I right it's like in the universe a sequel or like a prequel or something because mm-hmm. they lived together for like thousands of years right so there's a bunch of stories they could tell you know with that kind of setup and <laughs> yeah. it's it's not really limited to just retelling the movie that already came out so uh, they yeah. can obviously do a lot with it and it's cool that they have the full cast and Tekka YTT is you know on the staff and on set ready to go so yeah, you got to watch this movie yeah. dude. it's it's awesome yeah i'll definitely have to watch this before the show comes out <laughs> Yeah, so I'm really stoked about that. I love FX. I hope nothing changes with FX. Yeah, they've actually put out a lot of good shows lately. Yeah, they got Fargo, they got Legion, now they'll have this. Like, I just really like that channel a lot. The Americans is, like, one of the highest rated shows ever. I've never watched it. but Yeah, me neither. But they seem to give, like, the directors a lot of control, and they let let shows go pretty dark, even though they're, you know, like, fairly PG-13. Yeah, definitely, so... I hope this works out. Yeah. And then uh, next up, we have a really weird story. So Shudder wants to revive Monster Vision. So I, I'm a little too young. I think you, well, you would be too because we're the same age for right. Monster Vision. Did you ever watch this? I would catch like some reruns of it. Like I think it's cool. I just, I was too young. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't obviously around when they were doing it like week to week, but I, I think the idea is really sweet and I would love to see a revival of it. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Monster Vision began in the 1990s, but uh, when Joe Bob Briggs took over in 95, that's when it really took off. He's like the big host that everyone likes. And recently, uh, the other day, he tweeted, uh, 
The Shutter Network says they might revive some version of Monster Vision if we get enough video testimonials. Weird, right? You can send them to JoeBob at JoeBobBreaks.com. <laughs> okay. But my petition position remains. The show is canceled, so now the people must suffer. So your first question was, is Joe Bob Briggs alive? The right. answer is yes. We found his Twitter. He is alive, and he's asking for people to send him videos of themselves I'm not going to send one because I didn't watch this when it was out, but like, I hope it happens. I'd watch it. I love Shudder. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a, it's a cool concept to show kind of like, you know, like older horror movies, then have like a host just kind of like make fun of them the whole time. Yeah. I think it's cool. It's a cool concept and Shudder is probably like the perfect place for it because, you know, they could easily with their like. TV service and everything like you could do like a week to week show on that. Yeah, just... they already are. Right. They're doing so... the core with Mickey Keating or yeah, this is Mickey Keating. Yeah, so they basically already have their own like TV station, you know, quote unquote built out. So adding this to like the schedule wouldn't be a big deal. And I think uh, I think a good amount of people would actually watch this. I would. Yeah. I I think so too because there's going to be the nostalgia factor so people are at least going to check it out. And then it's just, it's a cool thing, like, having a presenter before watching a horror movie on cable. It's like, what AMC Fear Fest should be now, but instead of, like, getting continually worse every year, yeah. you know? Yeah, because I used to be a big fan of uh, AMC Fear Fest. I thought that that was such yeah, a cool... Yeah, we grew up on that. Right, like, 31 days, they would just do nonstop horror movies, and it was, you know, it's sometimes it's kind of fun to watch a movie, like, with a presenter and... Like taking breaks from it and stuff like it, it kind of adds to some of the suspense of certain movies and just the overall yeah. feel of it remember when they would interview like george romero and like directors and that between the movies yeah so yeah that was always really cool yeah it was interesting to see that kind of stuff and this is obviously an easy you could easily implement that in here if you really wanted to but i don't know i think this is a cool concept and i hope it i hope that shutter is able to get the right amount of backers that they feel is good enough to to remake the show uh, yeah so i want this concept to be a thing but i i don't necessarily really care whether or not joe bob brings Briggs comes back like he's an old man like i feel like if they got like a big like if they had mickey keating can make a continuation of the core his show he already has and have him present the movies that might work i don't know yeah it Either takes way. kind of a like you know specific kind of I guess presenter like comedic actor. I mean, yeah. he's he's got the chops, TNT but is weird. yeah, you might be able to find someone else who could also do it, who's like maybe a bit younger. But who knows? It seems like uh, if you really want the nostalgia factor to shine through, you kind of need him. But I don't know. Right. I digress. So next up, last news story we got this week. I'm pretty stoked about it. Castlevania, the Netflix series, which was actually a movie split into like six parts, is returning this summer. Uh, Warren Ellis, who's a really cool dude, he wrote uh, Dead Space and some other fun games and horror stuff. He tweeted, FAQ, people keep asking, so I guess we didn't get word didn't get around. We're coming back this summer for eight episodes from Netflix. So I said six episodes, but I think the first season had four. So this is two times the episodes. Yeah, I thought the Castlevania series was actually pretty well done. I thought it was a really, really good-looking anime, and I thought the story was cool. Yeah, so... You're the one who told me this, I think. I always think it's so weird when people get excited that something gets renewed for a second season at Netflix. Yeah. every Netflix show gets two seasons. Yeah. And I don't think there's any that have only had one. No, every single Netflix show from the, from the get-go gets two seasons. I don't know where it, I've heard it this. It seems like they're but, doing that with movies, too. Yeah. Because Bright's getting a guaranteed sequel. Yeah, like, I, I forget where I heard it, but I swear, I've never seen a Netflix show with one season. And I, I don't get it. Like, I don't know if I just, uh, uh, like, received this information via osmosis or something, but it's never failed me. I've never seen a Netflix show. Even, like, Marco Polo got, like, four seasons. Did anybody <laughs> watch Marco Polo? I don't think no, so. No, <laughs> So, like, they're obviously yeah. not afraid to keep dumping money into series that they have some kind of faith in. And yeah. I think, a, I remember a lot of people watching Castlevania. It was, like, a big deal when it came out. Yeah, and the, my favorite part of the whole series was when the guy whipped the dude in the face and pulled his eyeball out. That part was sweet. And I just distinctly remember that. 
And not only is it cool to bring like this show specifically back, but I think Netflix has kind of a bigger like uh, base of people that like anime than you'd expect. Because they put a lot yeah, of anime on there. you watched that new one, right? Doubleman yeah. Crybaby? Yeah, Crybaby Doubleman. That was... Uh, I thought that was actually really well done. That was a, a cool anime for sure. So, like, I always see, like, a, there's a lot more anime on, on Netflix than you'd expect. And I think that people might underestimate that. But I feel like a lot of people are going to watch the, you know, another eight episodes of Castlevania. I'm going to for sure. Yeah, I am too. I made a video about that show when it came out like six things you didn't know about or something and it did really well so that was fun i like that movie yeah um, yeah so that wraps it up for news this week all right i actually remember to do creature feature this week and i'm bringing derek the 13th on instagram so this guy does he he buys toys and he makes custom dioramas and makes his own little photo shoots but they look super good like they're awesome there's some really cool ones like an alien putting its tail through uh colonial marines face his favorite characters to use are kevin from home alone and <laughs> yeah a kid from a christmas story there's ones of like them beating up fucking scorpion from mortal Kombat and stuff like he's just really good i like his diorama work yeah that's the sets are like really really cool usually you know movie accurate or scene accurate from what you'd expect with the characters that are involved and just really good photography in general yeah uh, yeah, he so this only has two thousand followers, which is mind blowing. Yeah, seems kind of low for for someone that obviously puts a lot of time and effort into this. Like, he's <laughs> but it's cool. I think more people should definitely check this guy out. Yeah, he's been following me for a while, and so I mean, I get a lot of people who follow me just randomly, and I don't always check them out. But uh, he, I, I saw his tag. He liked one of my pictures, and I clicked over to it like a couple months ago, and I was like, "Damn, this is awesome." So go follow him, Derek the 13th, and then tell him we sent you. All right, so that wraps it up for Creature Feature. (laughs) 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 We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back for segment two, which is The Open House, the new Netflix movie that everyone hates. All right, so we're back from our quick break with The Open House. It's the new Netflix original. It just came out last Friday, and it's directed by Matt Angel and Suzanne Coote. Now, I always do a little bit of research to try and figure out like what directors have done before, and it looks like Matt Angel is an actor. He just acts in TV, and Suzanne Coote directed a movie called The Heat, and uh, they did not do a good job on this one. It stars Dylan Minnette as Logan, Piercy Dalton as Naomi, his mother, Sheriff Atkins as Chris, who's like a local townsperson, and Patricia Bethune as Martha. The Wikipedia page or the IMDb, neither rest the list of the cast, and I know for a fact there's more characters in this movie, so I think that's kind of weird. But what'd you think of this one, George? Uh, not good. <laughs> just... Like, <sighs> so... We, yeah, you, yeah, just go, you go for it. Yeah, so like my initial reaction was, that was okay. It's like pretty like mediocre i think the big issue with it is it sets up like an interesting premise it doesn't set it up really well i think the beginning is pretty weak yep it's like bad disturbia yeah you're like whoa that's weird i I don't know should we say yeah you know talk about the beginning just like give us a basic plot overview yeah so uh, main character Logan is, you know, going to high school, typical high school kid. He runs on the track team and his, yeah, one of his legs is way shorter than the other one. Yeah. And, uh, his parents are like really, you know, really into him getting better at running. Cause he'll get like a good scholarship to good school and all that. They're kind of like dysfunctional. And then his dad ends up dying, gets hit by a a car i guess like a hit and run accident they never really come back to yeah, it yeah so let's let's just stop there <laughs> before we move on with the plot uh they're having money problems right yeah. so dylan Minette's character logan he's like a really fast runner and he's trying to get into a college because he runs fast and his dad's like 
good job son and then they go inside and then the mom and the dad are fighting about money and then he's like oh i gotta take dylan i mean logan to get some milk and or get some eggs so then he goes to the, and she's like give me some milk too so they go to the store and he goes in and he forgets the milk they make a point to show you <laughs> that the dad forgets the milk and then five seconds later he gets hit by a car but you don't see it happen and cut to a few days later it's just stupid like why would they show the milk I guess like, it's like because why it's, do you gotta put that fine point on him forgetting the milk? Kind of makes it like I don't know. It's on it's on the mom after that because she was one who made him go get the milk. I don't know. But I, I thought no, that no, what happened? Remember he dropped the e- he dropped two eggs on the ground somehow, which is like I think very hard to do. Like the, you'd have to open it and then have two eggs. Like you'd have to be off balance with the carton open for two eggs to fall out specifically. Wait, let's break this down here. This dude takes the last two eggs out of the carton and immediately drops them both on the ground and he's like, "Ah, oh, shit." So then he goes to the store and his wife's like, "Hey, while you're there, buy me some uh milk too." She's making breakfast for dinner, which is another fucking cardinal sin. That she deserved to be hit by a car for. <laughs> I'm not into this breakfast for dinner shit. So he goes to the store and he opens the like the freezer, takes out the egg carton, looks down at the milk. There's an extended shot of the milk. And then he walks outside. Why? Just why? He's a good dad. He got the milk, man. No, he you... didn't get the milk. He didn't get the milk. He just looked at it. He forgot about the milk. He's a bad character. He's a bad dad, he's a bad uh, character. Which is something they try to, like, harp on a little bit. Yeah. They kind of come back to, like, how he wasn't good because he was the one that got them into money trouble. But, I don't know. They kind of victimize him post-mortem, which is kind of gross, but whatever. And, uh, (laughs) so anyway, they have to, they're having money issues, and what their aunt... Not their aunt, Logan's aunt, his Naomi's Naomi sister, sister yeah. has a house in like the up in the mountains, and they're they they didn't even try to get an actress who looks like Naomi's actress. No, like, like it, 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 there's no resemblance whatsoever. <laughs> it's like she's talking to her friend. <laughs> yeah, so she's trying to sell this house, and so she's showing it on the weekend. It's like an open house, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, you can live there." during the week like while we do whatever just leave and make sure you're not in the house on sunday when we when we show it for the open house everything you can live there you can do whatever you want there you know while you're getting like back on your feet and yeah then like as they stay in the house longer and longer these more creepy things start happening you kind of start building some theories in your mind about what might be going on in the house they drop a couple hints as to what might be happening and then they kind of abandon all that and do something completely different for the ending. And it just kind of really falls apart. The, the my... end is so bad. It is just... So we've talked about this kind of horror movie before where they spend a lot of time getting you invested in characters, building out the backstory, and then something really dumb happens at the end. We're not going to spoil it, but the biggest problem with this movie is that you could guess the entire plot. Probably first try in about two seconds. Well, the thing is that you really... The, like, main part of the plot, like, the middle part, the building blocks of the plot, lead you in a completely direct, different direction as to what the end is. Yeah. So you can't like, really suspect... There's character drama and interactions. Like, the mom's grieving. Dylan's trying to run... Or Logan's trying to run faster. You know, he's still trying to make it past his dead dad... And the open house is weird, but, like, it's just so much going on for no reason. Yeah, they spend a lot of time, like, there's multiple points in the movie where they have, like, you know, they'll they'll both be in the house, and you'll just see, like, a big, wide shot of the house. Like, they'll be sitting in one room, and you can see, like, into the kitchen and the balcony and all this stuff, and you're expecting to be able to, like, see things moving around in the background or something, but it just doesn't happen. It's just yeah. like, it, it, it's like tension without any payoff. Yeah, and there, there's no build either. Like, the scary moments are all just like someone making a noise in a different room than the characters are in. Or moving things around. But you never see anything happen. 
And the way they quote unquote explain it is stupid. You never find out who is in the house. You just find out that someone is in the house and you never find out why they're in the house. Well, you kind of do at the very end, the last shot of the movie, I gear like that is what pissed me off the most. (laughs) They left it so ambiguous for the entire goddamn movie. And then they were like, Oh, We've cherry-picked every other horror movie out there, so let's cherry-pick The Strangers really quick. (laughs) And then they show this guy, this car with a mysterious man in it, drive past an open house sign, slam on his brakes, reverse, and drive down the road. So it's like, someone was like, this movie is a fucking train wreck. (laughs) Add this goddamn scene to make sure that, like, people understand why this man killed these people. Like, come up with any reason. Because beyond that, there is no reason. There's no. no reason that any character dies in this movie. No. It's... It goes like 0 to 100. They build all this stuff up to, so you think like maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Trying to build these theories. And then it's just something completely different from any of that that doesn't even make any sense with what was happening earlier in the movie. And one of my big gripes with the movie is the character Martha. Yeah. So the character Martha is like... She shows up in this town, like, Naomi and Logan show up, and then you see Martha at the store, and she, like, already knows everything about them, all this stuff, and you think, like, oh, maybe she's, like, a psychic or something, or she's, you know, in tuned with, like, the supernatural in some way, and she's, like, already knows everything about them, she says that, you know, can't wait for them to come over for dinner so her husband can meet her, and then (laughs) this scene baffles me. One night... Logan sees car lights outside the house. He goes, checks the front door, and Martha's outside having, like, a dementia or an Alzheimer's episode. Then she runs away into the woods, and no one ever is like, that was weird that Martha was outside of our house last night, that that character that we know who she is and have talked to her at some point in this movie. Like, Like, no one connects the dots that that is a character that not only is in just those two scenes but shows up later in the movie and no one is ever asking her what she was doing outside the house that night yeah and the only like okay so they put her in this movie just to make some like mean-spirited joke at the end now i don't like i don't get offended by a lot of shit but like the way they fuck around with alzheimer's and dementia in this just to make a really bad joke is just kind of just shitty like the they explain away her showing up in the middle of the night as oh that dumb idiot lady has alzheimer's isn't she stupid (laughs) and then later in the movie something happens and then they there's a joke involving her having alzheimer's and it's just it's really fucking stupid like it's a really dumb joke that's not funny at all and just like at that point in the movie it should be just maximum tension and they throw this a bad joke in there and be a joke when they even shouldn't put a joke in there and it's just it's dumb it's, i thought it was dumb yeah it was really bizarre it felt like a hodgepodge nothing really cohesive about it it felt like they had an idea they wanted to go like three different ways and they were just like well let's just pick an ending out of a bag like you know what i mean like they it's like they yep. set up all these things and they were like well let's just go with ending c because that'll be the best one like for people to watch like they'll understand this one the best or for whatever reason it just it didn't feel cohesive it 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 was like fine acting wise i don't think anyone was like a bad actor in it i think everyone plays well i think that the cinematography is really nice i think that the shots on the mountain and the house and everything are really cool but the plot is a total mess a lot of the characters just seem like wasted like they're not doing anything the whole movie and then the payoff at the end is just a slap in the face yeah and you know what scene was just really weird to me the one where the mom is taking a shower and they show her Her ass yeah (laughs) she is standing still with her just her ass facing the camera you know when like other movies they'll put like fog over the shower or something and have the person move around so you can see like a silhouette of their body while they're like taking a shower but with her it's just her bare ass <laughs> well that's not even the weird thing the weird thing is that there's fog all around the rest of the shower <laughs> yeah. except for like the circle around her ass and it's just like 
come on. Like, did that really need to be in the movie? Like, And she's like, don't look at my ass, Logan. Yeah, it's like, throw some don't weird, like, my butt. they throw, like, a weird, like, incest, like, theme in there. It's just like, ugh, get out of here. <laughs> Gross. In, yeah, so, like, our goal has never been to shit on movies because a lot of the time, like, we can see that people are genuinely trying to make a good movie with what they have. And this one is the only time where I've doubted that. Like, I, I just really don't know what these people were going for with this movie. Like, from the, the writing to the directing, like, the camera work is really good, I will say, and the acting is fine. Just, I don't know what went wrong here. <laughs> just, it is so bad. Yeah. It is just bad and not worth watching. Yeah, I would give this a hard pass. I wouldn't recommend anybody watch this. It's on Netflix, and we're giving it a hard pass. Yeah, it's basically free if you have Netflix, and I wouldn't, <laughs> I would tell you not to watch this. There's probably like three other better horror movies you could watch on Netflix than that in like a second that were recently added. Yeah, so <laughs> don't watch the Open House on yeah, Netflix. I'd give that a pass. Bottom line. All right, so that's segment two. We're gonna take another quick break, and then we'll be right back for segment three. All right, guys, we're back from our quick break, and we were going to do, like, a different segment three, but we just, in our break, we're talking about the open house still. So segment three this week is going to be, like, our spoiler talk of this movie, because we have a lot to say, surprisingly. (laughs) (laughs) So if you don't want to hear spoilers for the open house, I guess just stop listening now. Uh, and go follow us on Twitter at Fear Frequency and rate us on iTunes. But if you want to stick around and hear some funny shit, we're going to start talking about some spoilers for The Open House. I feel like I've given people enough time to click away. What do you think, George? Yeah, I think I think it's fair. Once again, this is a spoiler cast where we talk about plot details, the really stupid plot details of this movie. So if you don't want to hear them, then click away and come back next week. But if you do want to hear us talk about it, then keep listening. All right, so let's go back to the bear ass. Okay, so, so the bear ass. This is bizarre. Why was there a bear ass there? It makes no sense. <laughs> it's just, it's it's weird because she's in the shower, right? And yeah. from what I remember, the shower head was on the left. Like, Dylan Manette opens the door. So it's like, so if you if you take, if you imagine a corner, the, sh- the shower's in the corner and the door is on the same wall as the shower. So, like, if Dylan Manette opens the door, it's covering the shower. So he can't see the shower. But we kind of can. So I think the shower head was on the left, and she is standing facing, like, with the shower on her left. So I've never done that. Right. Like, why is her bare ass even facing the door? Right. So it'd be like if you got in the shower, and then you just stood facing not the shower, but, like, the wall behind yeah, you like 90 degrees 90 away degrees from the away from the <laughs> away from the shower head facing the wall yeah bizarre but <laughs> a reoccurring go back to the shower yes lot. yes a reoccurring plot point in this movie is that the pilot light keeps going out so you find <laughs> out that i don't know if it's one i thought it was supposed to be multiple people but i guess it's this one guy probably okay is living in the house and he shows up at the open house, and I guess he just never leaves. He just lives in the house with them and does all this stuff, like, extra creepy for them. But he also tries to make, like, some drama between them. Like, like he yeah. takes the kid's phone and then keeps turning off the pilot light. And then, like, three days later, when they fix it again, like, leaves the phone there. So the mom is like, you kept turning off the pilot light. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, here's your phone. He's like, he's like, he's like okay. in high school, you know, yeah, like yeah. the thing that they try and like create drama with the act is so immature. Like there's no way an 18 year old kid would ever do that. And then the fight they get in over this too. When, uh, the ma like Dylan Manette misses his dad, obviously. And the mom or Dilemma's like, oh, you never want to talk about, like, dad dying. Like, this sucks, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know why I don't want to talk about it? Because your dad sucked ass. He, like, <laughs> left me in financial ruin. Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, 
that just comes out of nowhere. It isn't earned at all. And it, it's stupid. And then Dylan Minnette's like, oh, I wish it would have been me. And it's like, why? No, he said, why, I though? wish it would have been you. So he oh, wants he them. said that? Yeah, I thought so, he said him. No, he's <laughs> saying that he wishes that the dad was still around and that she was dead. Yeah, they never talk about this either. No. They just, like, move on, and they're like, okay, glad we got this out. Yeah, and so the, going back to the pilot light scene, there's, like, two parts in the movie where you actually see the guy in the house. So there's one part where uh, Logan goes to take his contacts out at night, and as he goes into the bathroom and takes his contacts out, you see the guy just walk by. So, like, first of all, the guy is standing in the corner of his room, and he gets up to use the bathroom and just does not notice that the guy is there at all. Right. Then he takes his contacts out, which is like, now would be a reason why he wouldn't be able to see the guy. <laughs> then he goes back and in the room, and the guy is, like, not there anymore, obviously. <laughs> and then there's another scene involving contacts, which is fucking Oh, my stupid. God. When he pulls so... him off, he pulls him <laughs> off his eyeball. Illuminates <laughs> <laughs> trying to run away. No, no, okay, we got to explain it. So... So, uh, oh my god, let's just talk about the end, the whole end sequence. So, okay, the Dylan Minnette invites. So the, this whole movie, there's this whole thing where Dylan, this guy Chris from town, is trying to get with Dylan Minnette's mom, Logan's mom, and Dylan Minnette's obviously upset about this because his dad's dead. But then, for no reason, later on in the film, after he tells his mom he wishes she was dead, he has a change of heart. Where he's okay with Chris now. And he's like, hey, Chris, will you come by and uh, watch the house? And this is after Chris shows up at the house. And he's like, hey, can I have a tour? And the mom's like, hey, just go walk around. It's fine. Because, like, whatever. And then the guy just leaves. And they make a really weird moment out of it. They're like, the mom's like, oh, he's been here for hours. I don't know where he is. Oh, I guess he just left. And you think he's, like, dead or something. But then he just shows up later in the movie and he's like, hey, guys, what's up? Never he's like, oh, yeah, this. I got bored and I left. It's like, okay, so that's actually what happened? Like, I guess. Yeah. Like, were you trying to create a false trail or something? Like, I don't like understand Like, they, they kind of do, like, a red herring with him because it's like you think he might be involved in some way. Yeah. And then. But no. No, he just dies. He just gets killed by the same guy. <laughs> Everybody else so he comes over, Stillman, and that's like, hey, we washed the house. And he's like, yeah, sure. Dies immediately in his car. It's like, why Why is he in his car? So Dylan that goes out yeah. to his car. And then this guy knocks him out and pours water on him outside. So he'll be cold. And it's like, oh. I mean, is it, is it supposed to be gasoline or is it water? I thought it was gas. <laughs> but, but Kelsey watched it with me and she said, no, it's water. So he'll be cold. And it's like. Does that keep you knocked out longer or something? Like, well, it's like, that's that's actually the case is that it is water because, like, his eyebrows have, like, icicles on them because mm-hmm, he's, like, mm-hmm. been out in the cold for so long and gasoline doesn't freeze like that. So I, he dumps a bunch of water on him. Like, good yeah, good joke, like, well, dude. dude. Like, this guy you're really scary. is like, wow, you're the best practical <laughs> joker I've ever seen. Turn off the pilot light and dumping water on kids. You're hilarious, dude. <laughs> oh, you took the SIM card out of my phone. Oh, yeah. yeah so. Take the SIM card out. <laughs> Move the so cereal bowl. Dylan Minnette- <laughs> oh, yeah. Dylan leaves a room one time with his cereal bowl on his dresser, and then he goes downstairs, and the cereal bowl is on, like, the table in front of the TV. And it's like, oh, so spooky. <laughs> but for real, though, if that happened, I would just fucking leave. I'm not staying in that house with my cereal bowl yeah. around like that. And that's the one thing that actually could have been scary, and he doesn't. He treats it like nothing happened. So. Yeah, he's like, huh, I guess I took my cereal bowl in my back pocket down the stairs. Yeah, and then there's a part where the basement door opens behind him, and then his mom walks by it and doesn't see anyone. And it's like, why did you... Okay. Uh, but anyways, while Delaminette is sleeping on the driveway, taking a nap, the man is torturing his mom upstairs. And the torture scene, I will say, is kind of effective. Okay. The way they introduce it is not. When he lays in the bed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what happens there? <laughs> so she's, like, sleeping in her bed, and then she gets up to use... And so she's sleeping, and the guy walks upstairs, the killer, and he sees her in the bed, and then he just gets in bed and lays down. Like, just lays flat down next to her, back, flat like on his back, board. like as if he's, like, ready to go to sleep. Like, he's like, wow, hard day of knocking out your kid and pouring a bunch of water on him. I'm going to take a nap. He lays down, and then she gets up, and she's like, oh, man, I have to go to the bathroom. So she goes to the bathroom, comes back, doesn't notice that there's a guy in the bed, lays back down in bed, starts flipping through these photos she got developed, and she's like, huh, it's weird. There's a lot of pictures of me and my son in here that I didn't take with my camera. And then the guy gets up and he's like, okay, I'm done with my nap. I'm ready to kill you now for no reason. Yeah, she's like, 
he's like, <laughs> and then he like puts her in a chair and breaks all of her fingers. Yeah. Like ties her up, breaks all of her fingers. Then Logan wakes up and he's like, oh, I hear my mom crying, like screaming he's for like, me. I'm cold. I'm very cold though. Cause I got a bunch of water dumped on me. I'm a cold boy. I'm a very cold boy. Goes up, like gets his mom out of the chair. And then she's like, you better watch out. The guy is probably still in the house. And then the guy is still in the house. And chases out Logan, knocks him down, pulls his contacts out. No, 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 no. Before this, what? he takes the mom into the basement. Remember? And then Logan... Yeah. Oh, wait. Does... No. Wait, when, when does this happen? Remember when Logan goes in the basement? Yeah. So this is what happens. Sorry, I, I had to get this right. So after he knocks out the mom, or takes the mom, Logan chases her into the basement. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. With a knife. He gets a knife. Yeah. Yeah, and then... you're right. <laughs> He's walking around the basement in the dark because this basement doesn't have light bulbs, which is insane to me. How in 2017, presumably, or 18, is there a house that doesn't have light bulbs in the basement? So he doesn't have a flashlight. He's walking around in the basement. He's got his knife out. And then the killer just, like, shoves the mom into the (laughs) knife. No, the mom, like, jump startle scares him. She's like, Logan, you gotta help me. And he just, like, knifes her in the gut. And then she's, she's like... Run. <laughs> yeah, she's like, get out of here. He... <laughs> so he runs upstairs and opens the door slower than anyone I've ever seen open a door, just so this guy can grab him from behind, throw him on the ground, and then he straddles him and he just goes, dink, dink, and pulls yeah. out his contacts. Pulls his contacts out, and then he's like, okay, now you're good. Slaps him on the ass and he runs out the door. Now he obviously can't yeah. see anything because he doesn't have his contacts in. And he just keeps running, uh, hides for like a minute. Keeps running. Yeah, this is the shitty joke I was talking about earlier, the Alzheimer's thing. Yeah. Like, they have this old lady who has Alzheimer's walking around the woods in a robe. It's like, Haha, Logan's hiding behind a log because he thinks it's the bad guy and he can't see. But it's actually this lady with dementia that no one cares about. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> right, like, her husband's dead. And they make a point earlier in the movie where it's like, they have a plumber come out to fix the pilot light. And the guy's like, oh, this happens all the time in this yeah. house. Which is like, okay, so is this a reoccurring issue? Where if it's not an open house, is the guy in here anyway? Is he just like to be in the house? What is going on? Why is the pilot like keep turning off in this house? Makes no right. sense. And then the, the assholes who are showing the house, they know something's going on, but you don't know why. Like, because they freak out and run out of the house yeah. at some point. And, you have no and, idea why. Right. I was expecting, what I thought was going on was that like the open house is just a cover. And they were having people come over on Saturday and, like, doing ritualistic shit in the basement. And there was, like, that's why that one, like, corridor was all stony and, like, creepy off to the side. Like, they were going to have yeah. something creepy down there, like a ritual thing set up. And they were doing something in the house, like, creepy. But that's not even close to what they do at all. <laughs> no, and then it kind of is at odds with the fact that this guy is, like, the open house killer. Because they know what's going on. And, like... If the pilot light is always going out, then is the guy really putting it out? Like, what's going on? Is it just a chronic issue that the pilot light keeps going out? Or is the guy putting it out? And there's the one scene where Logan goes to relight the pilot light and you see the guy's face standing behind him in the flame when he lights the the match. And then the guy's not there anymore. So, like, this dude's just chilling in the basement, like, 24-7. Yeah, and this guy is, like, we kind of talk shit about the bad guy in Desolation. But this guy makes the bad guy in Desolation look like Michael Myers. <laughs> this guy is not scary. He's just like a guy. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm a guy. Yeah. So anyway, Logan keeps running because he's like hides from the dementia lady. And then he's like, okay, like keeps running till morning. Finds like a stream. He's like, sweet. Found some water because I'm running all night. It's daytime now. And then the open house killer finds him and is like, okay, I'm going to kill you now. Snaps his neck. Walks away. Yeah, and, like, to Dylan Minnette's credit, he acted that part out really well. And it's like, how did this guy immediately find him? It's like, as soon as he stops, the guy's like, hey, I'm here. What's up? How's it going? You're dead. And it, and then that's, that's just that shit just pisses me off in horror movies when they, like, create this great character drama behind, you know, like, all this stuff that we've already talked about. They create this, like, tension and, like, 
you know, conflict between characters, have them work through it, create good characters, and then they just kill them off for no reason, just for, like, shock value, when it's not even shocking because it's a PG-13 movie and you fucking cut away from it. You just see him go, eh, don't hurt me, and then he's dead. Do like, th- it's just, it's stupid. Do you think that the, like, two real estate people being afraid all the time is, like, because they know there's an open house killer? Yeah, that makes sense. We could give him this one. But, but still, they act like there's something going on in that spe- that house specifically. Yeah, like they- and so here's my other theory, too, that I presented to George, and it seems really dumb, but <laughs> with how this movie went... Yeah, I wouldn't put it past this it, movie. Yeah. So, you never see... There's never really any explanation as to why someone was driving 60 miles an hour down an alley in a Ford Focus with tinted windows. And so, what I thought might have happened... There's one, there's one thing that happens that really just throws a wrench in any plausibility of this movie. When Naomi and Logan are driving up this mountain road in the middle of winter, a man steps out, presumably the killer, into the road and they almost hit him, showing you that, that he knows who these people are. So that made me think that maybe the directors were trying to get across that the man who that this man who jumped out into the road and almost got killed knew who owned the house. Realized they were never coming up to the house. Found out that the lady who owned the house had a sister and a family in California. So then he drove down to California, ran over the dad, (laughs) so that the mom and the son would want to move away and get a fresh start, even though they were broke. And then naturally they'd go to the aunt for the house that they own and are trying to sell, so that he could have them come up, stand in front of the road, freak the shit out of them, then stalk them and kill them. But the issue with that is at the end of the movie, after he's killed, you know, all three characters, as he's driving down the road, as we said earlier, he stops and he's like, oh, there's an open house and he goes to the open house. So it's like you think he's like a killer that kills based on like there's an open house. I go in there. I stay in the house. I'm creepy. I move the cereal bowls around. I take the phone. I take the SIM cards out. And then... I move the I, mu- I I love moving the cereal bowls around. Take a little slurp as I'm walking through the hallways with it, and then he just is like kills the people who are in the house, which contradicts that. But also, it's like, why was there a person standing in the middle of the road in the beginning of the movie? Yeah, it's like, who are you? I thought that there was gonna be a thing where the killer was gonna be uh, Martha's husband, and like, yeah. yeah. Like she. So why is he? Why is he taking pity on her? She shows up at the house constantly. Right, and it's like she knows there's something going on too, and she doesn't say anything. Right, and then so when Dylan Minnette encounters her outside his house in the middle of the night, she walked over there in her robe. But there's also a car in the driveway that honks at him for some reason, and that's never really explained. Right, so I was thinking maybe her husband didn't actually die, even though the one guy says that he was dead. And that guy is just looking for, like, people around his general area to kill. And that's why, like, you know, all the houses are, like, open. Like, that's why there's, like, a bunch of open houses, because, like, everyone who gets in the houses ends up getting murdered by this guy. But there's no, nothing to really say that that's, you know, canon in the movie. There's no, no way to prove that. But I don't know. There was, like... Two or three different ways that they could have really improved this movie. One of them would have been either you focus on Martha and you make her husband the killer by like, because they mention him enough to where he could be if you add like a right. couple more details. Or he comes up more than a couple times. Right. So you could do that, or like I said earlier, you could have the open house thing be like a, it's like the open houses in the area are like a meeting place for like the occult or something, and do something creepy with that. Because there's like people in the house at like all hours of the night, so it's like maybe have like more than one person in the house like there was a couple ways that they could have made it creepier and like a more interesting story than the way they that they did it yeah and so once again we try very hard not to shit on movies i have to restart that over so once again we try really hard not to shit on movies like obviously movies that have lower budgets like skeleton crews like just getting out a finished product 
out of all the movies we've watched, I don't think a single one of them has had this many plot holes and this little coherence at all. And I think that's embarrassing for the people who made this movie. And if you, it's just, it's, it sucks for all the filmmakers that we've experienced over the past few months who we know like their movie probably would have been a whole lot better if they just had a little bit more money. Right. If they had and the kind of budget watch this. that like a Netflix movie had and had yeah. like the, all the tools at the disposal that this, that the director had for this movie. I mean, right. like, you know, there's some like really small time directors that could have done something cool with like a bigger budget and probably with a little more tweaking yeah. of the script. Cause like, you know, like, me, me and you both, we're not like, we're not screenwriters, you know, we don't write movies, we don't right. know, like, <laughs> you know, we, we're not like plot, you know, experts at writing storytelling or anything like that. But when there's a movie like this, where both of us can come up with better ways to tell the story after watching the movie once, that's kind of a, an issue. Yeah, it just, it lacks so much focus. It's no focus whatsoever. It's just, and it's... It's not. It doesn't feel like we're punching down either, because this is a big, high-profile Netflix original movie. Like this isn't just for lack of a better movie. This isn't Bad Match. Like we we both really liked Bad Match, and we could have dumped like dunked all over that movie for you know filming in random restaurants and using like crappy music and just like little things that they couldn't control. The difference is here. A lot of the problems with this movie could have easily been controlled like just with some guidance from anyone outside of the people crafting the film yeah it needed way way tighter writing (laughs) yeah because as i said earlier the 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 look of this movie is good the color grading is great like there's no there's nothing wrong technically with it like it's a great looking movie It, it has a good feel to it i put it on par with like the strangers and how it looks and feels and it's funny because it actually feels like it's trying to be the strangers at some points, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just, if you think too hard about it, it pisses you off how bad it is. Yeah. Uh, like after just watching it, like my first impressions were, I was like, that was okay. Like I thought the ending was really dumb and that it really dragged in the middle. Cause like it felt so unfocused. Like, yeah. And I mi- really like Dylan Minnette too. So I think I was giving it brownie points. Yeah. Yeah. I think from like roughly the middle point on the movie just really shits the bed like because it sets up something cool pretty early on and then once it kind of like starts to gain some traction and get its footing it just trips all over itself and just completely falls over yeah so we were just talking about how uh we would be surprised to see a netflix movie or show that only gets one iteration and I kind of hope this is one of them. Like, I just, I don't need any more movies in this world. Like, yeah. They didn't make the Open House Killer scary. I don't think they earned another movie with him. Yeah, Open House 2 with that same killer would be, like, so uninteresting. Because what are you going to do? The exact same movie, but with a different family? Yeah, they'll be like, oh, we're going to explain more this time. It's like, I don't want you to. Because yeah. all you've proven with this movie is that you don't know how to explain it. I mean, the only way, the only thing that would, like, maybe Open House 2 would be better would be because, at least that movie, it would start off with you, you know that it's not, it's not supernatural, it's not a cult, it's not something, you know, otherworldly, there is a killer, and he is in the house, like, messing with things. So at least knowing that from the start, it could be a bit more focused, which, you know, could be good if the killer was, like, more interesting, and he wasn't, like, pulling contacts out and moving cereal bowls around. Yeah. But it's just, like, it's embarrassing, like, how bad that killer was. Yeah, and it's it's weird. I don't know, I don't know, A, where the inspiration comes from for, like, both this killer and the Desolation killer. Or B, like, why people think these killers are scary on the other side of it. Like, the people making the movies. Because they're not. <laughs> they're just not. And they're very similar. Which is weird. Yeah, that we've seen yeah, the, two killers that are this similar in the last <laughs> couple months. Yeah, I mean, and they're almost like opposite in the way that this killer is like incredibly unstoppable, and he's just a guy. 
Like he's one guy who does this things that are really like stupid. This guy feels like more of just a guy than the yeah. Desolation Killer. Like the Desolation Killer at least feels like he's a camper or something. Well, yeah, because they kill him so easily. Because they beat the <laughs> shit out of him, and he's just like, it's poor guy. I mean, the, the the Desolation guy pulls out that lady's teeth, and I think that's scarier than breaking the mom's fingers. It's like, how big of a pussy are you that you have to like tie this woman down just so you can bust her fingers? Like, how pathetic are you? Like, I don't know. I feel like you just earned some like killer brownie points. For kidnapping a woman out of her tent in the middle of the night, stringing yeah. her up, pulling out her teeth, and then like ripping out all of her organs, even yeah, though you like don't actually see that happen. Yeah, yeah, like you're a pretty bad dude. This guy moves cereal cereal around, <laughs> takes a SIM card out of a phone, and then like breaks this woman's fingers for no fucking reason. Like you're a little bitch, dude. <laughs> I feel like I could kill this guy. Yeah, this guy was just I don't know pretty bad I, this movie's not good wait no i have another question yeah can you name a horror movie where you think you could actually kill the villain like a popular one or like anyone a- any like besides this one because yeah. this one i think we both could yeah um hmm. horror movie where i could kill the main villain It's hard. It's tough. Because, like, usually one of the main themes of a horror movie is that you're fighting something that's like, feels unstoppable. It's like a force that's, like, something to really be reckoned with. So when you mess it up so bad and make the killer seem like something you could also take care of if you were in the situation, it's like, eh, well, like, are they really that cool then? Like, are they really that, like, much of a force to reckon with? Yeah. I feel like I could kill Cujo. Mm, Kujo's St. Bernard's are big dogs, man. Yeah, I mean that's like as close as I can get, though. Like, I could that's probably the only one I think I could kill. I could probably kill that Frankenstein motherfucker from uh, um, Gerald's game. Yeah, you could just kick his knees. Like, I don't feel like he would fight back. I feel like because he's just a person with like a disease, he'd be like, "Don't, please." <laughs> yeah. I like, think that. Shit. Like that guy probably. Or I don't know. This is really hard. This is tough. Like <laughs> what are some horror villains? Like name some. Like Freddy, I, yeah, Jason. F- f- Freddy, there's no way I could kill cuz I just had a yeah. nightmare the other night that uh, was bad. I could okay. not kill Freddy. <laughs> and it was like a very tame nightmare. So I don't I don't know if I should go off on yeah, the tangent. Yeah, I'm not but I'm like, not gonna get confident with Freddy either. Like I can kill Freddy or Jason or Michael Myers, guaranteed. No, like, those three, Chucky, <laughs> Chucky, I might be able to kill. Yeah, I feel like uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah. I wouldn't like him cutting me with his knife or anything, or yeah. like biting me. Like I wouldn't like that, but I feel like I could beat him. I don't think I could kill any of the bad guys in Hostel. Like I feel like no. I'm fucked. No, they're all like way stronger. Well, what else? Where's some other scary movies? I could kill every bad guy in the House's October Built. House <laughs> October Built too, yeah, for sure. I could take them all on at once and win. <laughs> I'm confident. <laughs> the guy from Desolation, like, I think I could kill him because I wouldn't let it go as far as it did in that movie. Like, the second time I saw that guy, he he'd be dead. Well, we could. If it was like a team effort, there's no no question yeah. we could beat the shit out of that guy. Like, say we're hiking, right? And then we see this guy, and then 20 minutes later, he's just like standing 10 feet in front of us. Like, I'm pulling my knife, and that <laughs> Or maimed. Like, I'd cut his Achilles tendons and then just like leave him with my phone so he could call the cops, like rescue him or whatever. Right. But this movie, where this guy is able to kill a mom and a son, I know for a fucking fact I could wreck this dude. I could probably kill the killer from uh, Satan's Little Helper. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was just a guy. <laughs> just a, Once again, a guy. But you just have to be, like, yeah. very dumb for him to kill you. Yeah, because he's living on an island with a collective IQ of, like, 10. <laughs> like, I feel like we could kill him <laughs> because of that. Right. Like, we'd go on to that island and we'd be, like, Tom Cruise and Rain Man. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, we could definitely kill <laughs> I think I would be dead in Hell House LLC, though. Oh, that, no question. Dead. 
But yeah, so I like even in bad horror movies, it's really tough to make a villain that it doesn't feel like they could kill you. But they really managed to do that in this movie. Like he doesn't even kill the mom. He Dylan Minnette kills his mom. Yeah. He kills the one guy, Chris. Yeah, and even that was weird because it's like Chris is in the house. Chris is dead in his car. How did this happen? So, like for that, you ha- you'd have to assume that he like turned the lights on of the car or whatever and like left the engine running and then Chris was like, "Oh, I'll get in the car." And then he kills him like Michael Myers style from Halloween 1 where he like comes up behind him from the back seat. Cuz he had like a like yeah, his throat Yeah, it would have been nice if we got to see anything, right? right. Like cause so, it's a horror So like all the deaths happen off screen. Like every single cool thing happens off screen. There's like no uh, it's there's like no there's like nothing interesting to watch in the movie basically like yeah. there's no scene that like sticks out as like wow that sure was like really like tense or cool or interesting yeah. like everything I, just felt like mediocre i remember you as more interesting than this movie and the translation was really bad and i didn't understand a lot of the movie <laughs> and that's saying something <laughs> So, <laughs> there, I think that wraps this. Yeah, I think we spent enough time tearing down this movie. <laughs> so, oh God, I, I just, I don't know. If there's, if there's anyone out there who's still listening and like this movie, please enlighten <laughs> us as to why and how. Because as always, I think we really do want, we, we want to like horror movies. You know, we're holding, we're just like to hold them to the same standard as any other movie. Right. So we're which a lot of other people don't do. That's like the whole point of the show is we're holding horror movies to a legitimate standard. Yeah, we're you know, we're not just giving them a pass because it's in a genre that we like. We're trying to make sure that if there's a movie that has a ton of flaws and is stupid that we call them out for it. Yeah. So that's going to wrap us up here on episode 14 of Fear Frequency. I had a lot of fun talking about this movie, even though we were kind of dunking on it, and I do feel a little bit bad. But if you have any comments about the open house. You should let us know on Twitter at Jimmy Champagne and at George Frizzard. We're also on Twitter at Fear Frequency. We both have that account on our phone, so we'll answer you there. As if you're a new listener, we post every Tuesday, like around nine or ten in the morning, Pacific Standard Time. And we love hearing from you guys. So if you could let us know on iTunes what you think of the show, that'd be great. Uh George, I'm gonna let you bring us home again. All right. Uh, as always, come back next week for more horror news and reviews, and you never know who might be listening. <laughs> <laughs>